Hey, it's Dan here. A word of warning, the episode you are about to listen to is not a regular episode. We got together to record a regular episode, and uh, we discovered that for some reason our equipment had started picking up radio signals. So you will hear hip-hop being played beneath the episode as reported. I have ordered new equipment that hopefully will fix this problem. But in the meantime, uh, I've taken a poll on the website of listeners, and they said, yeah, sure, Uh, give us this episode as a special bloopers edition. Uh, They would rather have that than having to wait these several weeks until we're all back from vacation to give a real episode. So enjoy, but if you're a new listener, realize that this is not... A normal episode, please go back and listen to an actual episode. For everyone else, don't say we didn't warn you. Yeah, Deathbird. Yeah, Lady Deathbird. Lady shiny feather hair, I call it. I mean, why wouldn't she give him? Come on, you're stuck in space together? I like magic, he's got a... He's not magic. (laughs) He's a mutant, he's not magic. Uh, By the way, yeah, I'm really excited about this new Ultimate Marvel Marvel vs. Capcom 3 lineup with Nova, Memphis, Rocky Raccoon. Ghost Rider. Rocky Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon. Rocket Raccoon. Rocky Raccoon is a different raccoon. Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow. Rocket Crocodile in the World of Tomorrow is a project I'm working on, as you know. <laughs> that he was reminded he was working on recently. <laughs> because I forgot about it. Uh, yeah, make sure my levels are good. Yeah, mine too. Check. Your levels always seem to be pretty much the same. I'm the one who's like, way too loud! Not very loud. Yeah, it's because, as I've said before, you constantly change the amount of distance you have from the microphone. I rock back and forth like some kind of crazy retard. (laughs) Whoa, whoa. Don't put that in. (laughs) Check. And we're we're going out live, aren't we, tonight? (laughs) Okay, so we got a call. The The Palin family. The Retards Foundation. (laughs) Crazy retards from America. (laughs) I'm sorry, I didn't mean it that way. And let's start. Retards <laughs> Foundation. In three. What number is that? Two. One. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Flop House. I'm Dan McCoy. Hey, guys, I'm Stuart Wellington. And hey, fellows, I'm Elliot Kalen. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Kalen. Spicing it up a little. Got to change things. The old change em ups. Like the old uh, switcheroos. Your Jason Batemans and your Ryan Reynolds. Yep, we all peed in a magic fountain tonight, and now babies look like I ladies. They peed on a, I thought... <laughs> Just like in the poster. <laughs> You're holding up a baby. Oh, no, it's a lady. And now it's a baby again. Similar, similar face, then. Very confusing oh, yeah. erection. Or wait. Not nothing to do with the that. Look, the look on Ryan Reynolds' face in the poster, he's like, <gasps> as if the ladies literally dropped out of the sky into his arms. <laughs> Or that, or they just told a really good joke. Yeah, like a like a knock knock joke or something. Right? <laughs> yeah, Some joke about their panties, perhaps. About why their panties look like diapers. <laughs> uh, man, it's it's a magic statues peeing all that kind of shit. I don't, is it a magic statue? I thought they pee fountain? on a magic statue. I think they pee in a magic fountain. Oh, we'll, we'll have to watch three coins in a magic fountain. Three peas. Which in a one will you pee on first? <laughs> um. 
Man, we had a, uh, we had a, we had a... So what do we do here, Dan? <laughs> we, had a, we had a painful time getting to the Flophouse. Yeah, I hope everyone today. listening to the Flophouse tonight really appreciates it, and I hope we do a good show. Yeah, Elliot and I Dan were and stuck I, on a train together. I would call it the Hell Train. Mm-hmm. The Hell Train to Dumbtown, which is Dan's That sounds pretty exciting, yeah. I mean, it's only slightly better than a midnight meat train. We did not get slaughtered. But we also didn't get meat. to eat any meat. Yeah, and there wasn't any CGI uh, gore effects. No. Well, I mean, it usually takes a good like forty-five minutes, say, to get from work to home. And today, in it this was modern day and age, a full two hours, um, a lot of stopping, a lot of not going anywhere, a lot of walking in the humidity. And in the meantime, Stuart, poor Stuart Wellington, was sitting outside my apartment on the stoop like, like a, a stray cat, like a baby in a basket, <laughs> just hanging out, jacking it. Whoa, yeah, really? Kind of on the street? So, what, I, what I'd like to point out to our listeners at home, who might be following Dan's career, is that he got the job that he's been trying to get, and now is complaining kind of about having to come home from it. I know, I don't... We I were mean, complaining about the fault, the collapse the of the... my old... About the job. collapse of the Metropolitan Transit Authority. Yeah. Who controls the New York subways and is doing a terrible job. We're, while there's we're people who are stuck at home... Cast. There's people that are stuck at home... You mean like you stuck at home playing video games all day? Yeah, well... Well, that was, I'm, you know, I, I work four days a week, Elliot. I gotta prep. I gotta, I gotta center myself for that by playing Mortal Kombat. That's true. By being Freddy Krueger in Mortal Kombat. Yeah, of course. I so will anyway. say uh, it's too bad this is not a mass transit podcast. It's called the Train House because we could talk about a lot. Yeah. You have some choice words for um, someone like booger. Know. Yeah. Uh, portmanteau. <laughs> choice words. So we watch movies here, right? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. is that what we do? That's part yeah. of our mission I thought we complained about getting home from work. Okay, uh, we watched a film tonight. Barely. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go on record as saying we ba- we watched what was barely a film tonight. Oh, I thought we barely watched it. Well, at Both five times are true. <laughs> I mean, we we chose a very short movie because of the aforementioned delay. We watched uh, Beastly, which came in at a trim. One minute and twenty. Wait, one minute. <laughs> one minute. Yeah. Wow, this was a short movie. <laughs> one hour and twenty six minutes. Yeah, eighty six minutes, less than an hour and a half. Felt like it was five hours long. <laughs> um, it was like Hell Train Part Two, the movie. Hell Train the movie, the Helening. Uh, Helen think... Keller. <laughs> sure. I think uh, it would be fair to say that this movie was a tale as old as time. <laughs> yeah, it was. Was the song as old as rhyme? <laughs> Possibly. Uh, it was about a beauty and a beast. Not in that order. And how they came, I mean, came to fall in love. Yeah. I so, mean, it's the same old shit, right? Well, it's the story same of beauty... Same old song and dance, my friend. <laughs> it's the story of beauty and the beast told from the beast's point of view, and also and set in modern-day New York, and also he's not that beastly, and it's dumb. Yep. Case we, closed. We open on... A modern-day high school, which also resembles, as Stuart mentioned, the cloning facility from Star Wars Episode Two: um, Return of the Clone Attack. So the, there are a lot of... Of the menace. There are a lot of Jango Fetts running around, or... Shitloads of Jango Fetts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the whole football team is Jango Fetts. <laughs> but, uh, oh, they'd be really good. Alex, be a good team. Alex Pettifer, a Flophouse returnee from the hit film I Am Number 4... Sure. And maybe the least charismatic young man in movies today mm-hmm. uh, is running for. Is it wasn't he's really like class- president of, of the, the Green, Green Committee? Assert- yeah, some sort of environmental uh, uh, panel on school. And his spe- it opens with his candidate speech, which is, "I'm handsome. Ugly people suck. 
and I'm rich. Vote for me. I don't even care about this shit. Vote for me. So he wins. Thunderous applause. Thunderous applause. And also one of the Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. Which one? Uh, I can narrow it down to two. The one who still acts. Okay. I feel like there's one who has had some minor success. Robert Duvall Olsen. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, the older brother, Robert Duvall Olsen. <laughs> he looks good. Yeah. <laughs> For a middle-aged <laughs> man Olsen. <laughs> Very fetching. So she's like a, she's like a, like a, like a she's, witch. She's a teen like witch. Like a hag. She's a teen she's witch. A and she is the, because in the high school world that they kind of sketch in, they don't spend a lot of time setting it up, uh, the popular handsome kids are the automatic rivals of the teen witches, mm-hmm. and also Vanessa Hudgens, Ven, Ven, Vanessa Hudgens. Vanessa Hudgens, uh, known to everyone as the nude on the internet girl from High School Musical, and known to us known as... Known to everyone? Yeah. The, uh, like even the Dolly Lama? Yeah. <laughs> like even Vladimir Putin. You would be surprised. The, like the news that someone from right. like High even, School Musical even like was naked on the internet. Hu Jintao. Spam It's like a, one of those montages where, you know, like... Uh, there's a lot of newspapers. Yeah, newspapers, and then it goes to, uh, for some reason, the telegraph is still being used. <laughs> People like uh, Inuit are hearing about this. But uh, anyway, we, we, we know her at the Flophouse. For her role as the boring one in Sucker Punch. Which one as was opposed the to all the exciting ones? <laughs> yeah. In the dull movie. The Smucker's Bunch. About, the Smucker's about Bunch. About cosplay chicks. I wonder if it had only been called The Smucker's Bunch and been like a Disney movie with Don Knotts about mm-hmm. kids who like steal jam. They're like jam themed criminals. I mean, you wouldn't have to change the movie that much, right? Sucker Punch? You'd have to add the jam in. Okay. Mm-hmm. Less pie and belly button. Okay, we can do that. What about the... Uh, more full frontal. We can do that? What? With what technology can we do that with? <laughs> we have the technology. Yeah, we, we can, can do that. Build it. We can do that with our imaginations, guys. All right. The movie in our mind. <laughs> okay. Like a book on tape. <laughs> yes. Like the book on tape you read to yourself. So, anyway, Beastly. Beastly. So, he wins president of this committee, uh, and... He has a prank on the witch where he says, I'm the, you know what, would you come to this dance with me? And then she shows up and he goes, you really think I'd dance with you or sleep yeah. with you? And she puts a curse on him. Yeah, he thought he was pulling a carry on her, but she was actually just but uh, she was giving him. A, a harry yeah. on him. And this X. all takes place in like the first five minutes of the movie. Right? Yeah, it's a really fast-moving movie for a while. So, what, and so he turns, you guessed it, Beastly, but how does it how does it manifest itself? Does he have claws, fur, fangs, a werewolf type creature, an ape type creature, a dog type creature? What does he turn into? Uh, well, he, I mean, he gets a bunch of tattoos. Yeah. Okay. And some scars with metal inside of them. Okay. And like, what? He looks like a monster, right? Nah, he kind of kind of bald. Yeah. But like, he's so hideous he can't show his face. He's like, he kind of looks cool. He kind of looks like a cool guy, like a like a tough guy. Yeah. But he's like, like a monster. Like people would scream if they I mean, saw. Him. Like I think that like a goth girl would I mean, find him really hot. I mean, they'd scream if they saw his abs. I mean, that dude's cut up. He is. <laughs> Is chiseled, yeah. yeah. And those tattoos only just bring it out, you know. Yeah, they just you can't am- take your eyes away from. Well, he's got body. magical animated tattoos, which makes me even even cooler. That's yeah, right. Exactly. He's got a tattoo of a tree on his arm, and when the tree is in bloom, because 
that's the only way he, can, he, he, when he can't loves understand him there's no calendars in this world. Yeah, yeah. He lives in an alternate world with no calendars. Right. <laughs> yes. So the only he way tells he tells time via tattoo. The only way he knows a year has passed is because his tattoo changes. And so he's all tattooed and scarred up, but he still looks presentable. He doesn't look like a fashion model anymore, except in like, you know, some magazines. You know, like Bazaar or something. So his father... Not Bazaar. Right. Harper's Bazaar? Yeah, not Harper's Bazaar, but Bazaar. His father, who is Peter Krause from uh, Six Feet Under... That's how you pronounce his name? Yeah. That's how I pronounce it. No, that's Krause. It's not Krause? I don't think so. It's an E at the end. Yeah, okay, fine. It's not a silent E. I mean, like, there are words with an E at the end that you don't... Name one. I dare (laughs) you. Um... Can't, so the, so the can't bo- do it. So wait. So the the boring guy say? from that boring show, Six Feet Under, is in this boring yeah. movie. Mister Sports Night. Yeah, Peter Krause. Oh, it, Herman J. Sports Night. <laughs> the guy they named the show after. I didn't know he was in this. The guy who founded Sports Night. So, uh, Nate from Six Feet Under is the dad of this guy, and. He's a famous reporter in New York. What does he do when his son shows up covered in tattoos and kind of starry up Does he A, say, hey, I still love you, you're my son. Does he B, tell him, of course you still have to go to school, even though you look like kind of stupid. Or does he C, buy a house in Brooklyn and force his son to stay there and never leave? I feel like this quiz is unfair since we, Stuart and I both watched the movie. I don't know, Stuart it was sometimes. A, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair enough. It was, uh, okay. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. D? You did something else, right? I did not give you a D. Choice letter C. Yes, uh, they buy a house in Brooklyn, and he just lives there. Hides him away. With their black Jamaican maid slash personal assistant. As opposed to the white Jamaican maid? They were white. I'm sure they're white. Yeah. I mean, sure. Not like hippies. I'm just trying to point out Elliot's racism. (laughs) By accurately describing someone's skin color? Wait, what? Look, look, there's only one black person in the entire movie. I just wanted to highlight that there is some attempt to have another race in the movie besides white. There's there's more than some attempt. There is too much attempt. Like, this is the most Jamaican woman. (laughs) She is very over-the-top Jamaican. Yeah. Like, you expect her to just be, you know, singing reggae and, you know... You know... Dreads everywhere. Yep. Don't know much about Jamaica. Praying to her various Loa and <laughs> smoking her Dumb marijuana. Going to sun, sun Splash. Talking about how her okay. grandparents were English citizens. Um, yeah. That's our entire knowledge of Jamaica. That's it. Everything we know about Jamaica. Bob Marley. Anyway, Buffalo so. Soldier. That's America. Buffalo <laughs> Soldier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and the other guy who shows up is TV's Doogie Hauser. That's what he's best known for now, right? Neil Patrick Harris. Star of uh, Programmer. How I Met Your Mother and every award show. Yeah. And he is hired by Peter Krause to be Alex Pfeiffer's tutor, and he's blind. Mm-hmm. So he can he can see into people's souls. But mostly he's just a snide game. Wait, I thought it was... Wait, he's magic? <laughs> well, no, no, I mean, blind people are less shallow than the rest Yeah, of they have story. magic powers. Oh, okay. Soul-seeing powers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like Ray Charles had. Wait, and, really? Yeah, Ray Charles, if you touched him, he could see your future. So he's got, like, The Shining, or...? The Dead Zone. The Dead Zone, okay. Yeah, that was Char- Ray Charles. Okay. It was originally, Stephen King wrote it about Ray Charles, and Ray Charles refused to get permission, so they took out all the piano playing. I thought it was uh, about Anthony Michael Hall, or whatever. Well, no, he played the character in the TV show. So wait, it wasn't zone. about him, though? No, it's... Usually when someone is starring in a TV show, the show's not about them. But what about Seinfeld? 
That was about Jeremy Seinfeld. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Jeremy it was Seinfeld. about Jeremy Seinfeld. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Heir oh, to the man. Seinfeld stand-up fortune. <laughs> that his father, Jerry, started. <laughs> uh, basically, the ugly guy is unhappy because he's ugly. He realizes he fall- he is in love with Vanessa Hudgens. He starts to stalk her. And then through a he finds out she's a good person who hands out sandwiches to homeless people. And uh, through a series of unfortunate events involving a mugger and a trigger-happy dad, uh, he convinces Vanessa Hudgens' dad to send Vanessa Hudgens to him to live with him in Brooklyn and be sequestered away from the world. And that's his plan to get her to love him so that yeah. he can be freed from his curse. Well, basically, Sounds about right. Imagine, like, Makes sense to me. Imagine a screenwriter trying to figure out a way to modernize the Beauty and the Beast story wherein the Beast has trapped Beauty in his castle, uh, but not realizing that in a modern version of this story, this would just seem like a creepy kidnapping. Yeah, nobody would be would okay with it. lose all sympathy for the Beast and for anyone who aided and, and abetted the Beast. Especially the since we and know, the maid who, yeah. yeah. Especially since we know that the Beast is like a dude. Like, we know he's just a regular guy. Yeah, At least in nothing. the Beauty and the Beast story, normally you're like, oh, he's a horrible monster. That is he's he a monster this. or a daemon or something like that? A sure. daemon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Matt, is he is he Matt Damon? Is he Academy Award winner so wait, Matt Damon? What happened was the, <laughs> it would be called Beauty and the Damon. Beastly broke Beauty up. The born. Uh, Beastly broke up the mugging. Spirited away this uh, this knocked out yeah, girl. Just like in the movie, with. spirited away. And then he comes running back to I don't know what like maybe like tell the muggers that they should never touch her again. Just in time for to get there when her dad's shooting one of the guys to death. Like that's crazy. And the other guy is just kind of walking around in the background and doesn't notice that a gun has just been fired until he sees the body. It's a very poorly put together scene. Well, it's not well staged. It's already a like a difficult concept for us to understand that somehow this guy shot this mugger and now he's being basically what like blackmailed. I guess so. Yeah. Even though it was self-defense. Yeah. It's also a weird turn for the movie to take where there's been no violence in the film up yeah. until that point. And suddenly Beastly is like beating people up and people are getting shot. Yeah. So it's it's already a strange idea and then it's pulled really awkwardly. Yeah, it breaks the tone of the film. There's a lot of tonal shifts because then once Vanessa Hudgens gets to Beastly's house... It turns into this kind of light comedy romance where it's like, oh, the only way I know how to attract her is to put expensive purses outside of her door. Here you go. And while, she's like, while wearing a ski mask. While wearing a ski mask so she can't see my hideous tattooed which, face. Which, which girls prefer ski masks to faces. <laughs> but it's like... And blinding in Jamaican need to help him out. The, the music is like... Womp, womp.